Greetings and welcome, fierce families. This is a rare, well, not so rare these days. We had a mashup last, last week, week, and now we have another <laughs> mashup. But here's another thing. It's the 300th Fierce Marriage episode. Wow. It's also the beginning of a new year, although we this content is timely. So if you're listening at another time in the year, you can still listen to it now. <laughs> uh, but today we're going to continue what we where we left off last week, yeah. where we talked about the importance and kind of of, of being a family on mission, including as married couple as parents mm-hmm. what that means to be moving you know, riding the ship and moving in the right direction yeah. and, and instead of just kind drifting. of passively drifting yeah. down the stream we want to be families on mission why that's so important and what that means and today we're going to walk through how to put that to work that knowledge to work tangibly yeah. uh, through something that we we created a few years ago called the family vision statement which includes a mission statement includes core values and it includes a vision statements mm-hmm. many envision statements in yeah. there we're going to walk through each one of those. We're going to give you a, an ebook to go through if you want to do that with your family. Uh, and we can't wait. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. So let's get to it. We'll see you on the other side. Selena, I remember a crucial moment in our lives. There's been many of these. <laughs> it's like, which one? <laughs> there have been many, but there we were at a crossroads. Yeah. And what, what had happened is we had had our first daughter. We had just moved back home we had been away for five years we lived thousands uh, over a thousand miles away (laughs) and we were moving back home and i was doing web development Mm -hmm. like from my little laptop serving clients as you can as a web developer serving clients really all over the world and we kind of we were unhinged i'll say we were untethered yeah not unhinged we were untethered (laughs) very hinged (laughs) We didn't know what in the world we were going to do because we could have moved back. We could have stayed home. We were temporarily staying somewhere. We had no idea where we were going to end up. We had all of our stuff packed into, the, like jammed into this short 1995 U-Haul truck that I had gotten pennies on the on the dollar. We had our two dogs, the truck, the Prius, the bikes. Like it was just this train of stuff yep. of our lives. I had a, I had, I took our six-month-old on an airplane flight back up from Southern California to Washington and and we had no idea what we, we were going to do no, because we could literally live and work anywhere options. or so we yes, thought we had options and that's the key yeah we thought we had all these options right. but in reality we didn't but we didn't have any way of of, of how do we filter through that yeah how do we distill down? distill down what the Lord wants from us and many of you may find yourselves at that I, I don't know I felt like before knowing what a family vision statement was before knowing what it meant to live on mission as a married couple or a family mm. we were just trying to grab onto any sort of tool that would give us some direction or some sort of sense of mm. affirmation of yes this is it yes or no this is not it you know so we we spent money on plane rides to visit churches in texas to see if this is where the lord wants us we didn't we lived in, fa- in with family for months at a time uh just trying to figure out where are we supposed to land lord like our we have a family now and we can't we really can't just go anywhere we could technically but we don't want to now many couples might be thinking well that's a bad and that's not a bad problem to have (laughs) but i'm telling you it's not unique to us now given that i was a web developer it was the geographic lack of constraint was unique but many couples live as if their options are relatively limitless now no right. couple's going to say i'm going to go be you know a, a, a saudi prince right no one's going to say that right. but they might say yeah we could go i could go get a job doing this and they kind of just think kind of in nebulous terms 
and all the while drifting down life's stream, life's river, and not living on mission. And so I just want to walk you through today, um, kind of the culmination of last week's conversation is based on that conviction and that Mm -hmm. realization that we are called to live as a family, right? Not just as a man and as a wife living separately on our own missions, but as a family unit, uh, living out this great commission, living out the cultural mandate. Um, With that conviction in hand, we started really wrestling with this. And the way that looked is we were in this situation and I was, I basically started spending hours and hours a week thinking through, I didn't even know I was doing this because I tried, I wanted to present to you because we were really racking our brains. What are we going to do? Yeah. And so I wanted to present to you kind of a a way for us to think through this. Yeah. uh, That was rooted in Christ. That was biblically informed and biblically driven. And then we could actually concretely tangible, yeah. think through each step. We could actually, step. yeah, check things off the list. So if you had to say it, Selena, what is what is a family vision <laughs> statement exactly? It is a written document that describes <laughs> what matters most to your family. It's it's yeah, it's a rallying point. It really is. It's a yeah. rallying point. The bigger picture yeah. is that it is your family's battle cry. It's distilled. It's ideas that are distilled down. Uh, that unify your family again around God's purpose, around living in the mm-hmm. light, around being an obedient, uh, faithful follower of Christ uh, in the world that we're living in today. And so, again, if we don't have something like this to filter through even good decisions, filter through, um, you mm-hmm. know, good financial decisions, are, are, are they on mission with where the Lord has been taking us? Yes or no? Why? Why not? Uh, these are questions that, again, they, they will pivot our ship one way. We're going somewhere. We're either drifting backwards, we're drifting apart, or we are paddling furiously and teaching our kids how to paddle with us uh, up the stream of where of of the vision that God has That's for good. our family. So, given that it's a written document, given that it's the rallying point, mm-hmm. uh, what are the granular parts? Meaning that is it just a sentence? Is it just a paragraph? Is it a list of things of ideals? And I'm going to say no, it's none of those things. Uh, the way we've concocted it. <laughs> now, this is all just coming out of our out of our experience, out of our time that we've spent on it. Yours might look different, but we're going to give you hopefully some ideas here today yeah. and walk you through the started. Frederick family vision statement. Because uh, actually, specifically, someone did write in and ask that we do this, <laughs> which is the reason I'm thinking about it and we're doing it. So thank you for that request, by yeah, the way. It's very timely. Yeah. And so you, just very broadly speaking, yeah. we we think a family vision statement should include your mission statement. Right. Again, this is within, if you're a Christian, within the Great Commission. Yeah. Like, we don't get to say, God's doing that, but we're going to do this. Yeah. Like, no, Christians do what God asks us to do. Mission statement, but the mission statement for a family vision gets much more granular, which we'll show you today. Um, core values, that's a tricky one. I'd say that I think core values is probably the hardest one, and I'll explain why, or we'll explain why when we get there. And then my favorite part, <laughs> the envision statements. Yes. And what the envision statements are is kind of a, I envision this, right. you know, at this moment in time in the future, I'm envisioning seeing a certain thing. Right. It's not about naming and claiming. It's about living soberly, knowing, uh, you know, one day you're going to be in your deathbed. Well, what do you yeah. want to see? Yeah. One day you're going to be, you know, walking one of, you know, if you have daughters, you're going to walk her down the aisle. Well, <laughs> what are you envisioning that is like? What kind of man is she going to marry? Uh, these sorts of things. So, right. um, yeah, so we just want to walk through ours. Um, 
Do you, do you have something you want to add before we do that? No, I was just making sure I'd, we didn't miss anything because there are, which again, we're going to show you where to pick up this this ebook, Crafting Your Own Family Vision, because it, it talks about what a family vision is not. It talks about what it is, why you need it, which we've kind of danced around some of these principles um, and how it is sort of uh, an, an, a living document. Sometimes it's ever changing. You're mm. going through different seasons of life. Again, as a believer, though, your purpose and your mission is under the Great Commission and following Christ. Christ being a light. So let's just walk through ours. Uh, consists like what you said of three main things: mission, core values, and envision statements. Right. Uh, again, these can be revisited every year, every couple months. Every I rewrote it coming into this because I'm like I haven't updated this. In a while. <laughs> it's been a while, and, and so Selena's, some of some of that stuff I think you're going to see for the first time here today. Yeah, which is great. But we've already talked about it, and I'm just I'm just ratifying it. Right. I'm, I'm articulating it in terms that I know that you already agree with. Yeah. So broadly speaking, the Frederick family vision statement includes our broad mission, yeah. which is, like I said, broad. It's this, to know God and to make him known. Mm-hmm. To know God and to make him known. In other words, we want to be able to mind the truths of God, to identify the character of God, to grab a hold of him. Right. Really, he grabs us, <laughs> but we, we can never grab a hold of God. Uh, but to, to, know to know him and understand his character, to know his law, to know his word, to want him, and then in turn to obey him, maybe that should be in there, but then to make him known. Right. And so to take that knowledge that we that we get about who God is and that experience of, of, of knowing him and give that to others. Yeah. Now, that's very broad, and frankly, it's too broad, which is why we've broken it down into uh, more specific statements. In other words, we know God and make him known by right. five things. And this just gives you ideas. And, and in the Family Vision book, it kind of goes through the anatomy of a good mission statement. Right. So it'll give, it'll give you kind of prompts. You don't want to and... be too general. You don't want to be... Oh, like you don't you don't you don't want to be so granular that it's you know you can't even get it out, <laughs> uh, but you want it to be inspirational and all these sorts of things. So we're just going to share ours. Uh, we know God and make Him known by one. We can maybe alternate on these. Sure. Being dedicated students of the Bible. Right. And how do you break that down? I mean, in our day to day rhythms, uh, every day we're reading Scripture with our children, and every day we are reading or striving to read. Uh, go through a, a Bible plan uh, every every year. Uh, so going through our Bible, being in it daily, not just not simply a study of a certain book, although those are great. Uh, I would push a Bible reading plan and being in feasting on the Word daily. This is um, honestly why um, this realization is how I justify spending the time and money on a seminary. Yeah, because seminary. It, some of you know this. I'm going very part time, like a class at a time, mm-hmm. chipping away, and it's a huge commitment. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of time. Selena knows there's a lot of nights I'm I'm up late reading or studying, mm-hmm. and and it costs money, um, more money than I want to pay. But because I'm saying I want I want to learn this, you don't have to go to seminary to, to know got to know the word. Like you can learn it by reading it. Um, so, but we've been but, entrusted but the, with. But the vision statement helped articulate that that yes. is something that we've we value now if yeah. we truly value it then we are willing to put our money and our time where our mouth is right. um not to say we do that perfectly everywhere uh but let's go through these first then we can talk through them granularly so we know god and make him known by being dedicated students of the bible yeah. what's the second one uh by giving our children a christocentric education so christ-centered education number three by crafting christ exalting resources to edify his bride in other words the church Number four. Uh, engaging deeply in our local church community. And number five, by building businesses that honor God through wise stewardship and integrity. Right. 
So what you're getting into is the nuts and bolts of how we know God and how we make him known. Mm-hmm. So how do we know God? By being students of the Bible. How do we? How do our children know God? Well, we're giving them a Christocentric education. A Christ-centered and, education. And what I mean by that is uh, I, I will m- die on this hill. Yeah. Okay? I will die on this hill. <laughs> you, you need to give your Christ, your, your kids, sorry. You need to give your kids a Christocentric education. Now, how you go about doing that is up to you. It's up to you. And you could home educate. You can send them to a school that gives them a Christocentric education. Unfortunately, uh, and we've gone through this, so we did a whole series on government schools. That's not happening in government schools. It will never happen in government schools. So do with that what you will. Uh, You can put one and two together. Uh, And then the the other option is Christian school. Well, some Christian schools aren't Christocentric. And so we would question that. Um, we're going to leave that there. We, we have a whole series on that. Uh, you can go find that on fierceparenting.com. So the next one is crafting Christ-exalting resources to edify his bride or the church. Now that's what we're doing right, right now. Yeah. Uh, we write books. We've written seven books so far. We have two more releasing very quickly, yep. and Lord willing, more after that. Uh, that's how that fleshes itself out. Uh, engaging deeply in our local church community. Yeah. This, I think, is a newer one for us because we have just kind of found a church. And so we've been getting we had to a home know church for a while. Fam- and well, we were engaged very deeply in that. <laughs> sorry. Well, yes. Sorry. I'm just thinking of the the just looking ahead the season that we're right. in because we aren't. I wouldn't say that we're engaged deeply in our local church. I think that we are connecting and building relationships. And you know, I heartily doing disagree. The, doing the work I'm sorry, too but I deeply. I heartily disagree because we just had connect like 13 adults and 21 children in our house, and they're part of our church community. They don't Not, go to the same they church. They don't go to the same church. Okay, but well. they are very much part of our our church community. <laughs> okay, tomato, tomato. Okay, <laughs> like. Well, I'm just saying we're deeply engaged. We yes, but. <laughs> In this new church that we found, we are not deeply engaged. We go on Sundays. We've been connecting with other families there. I disagree. We've been to almost every event. <laughs> like, what else is there to do? We haven't. There's been plenty of events we, we have We need time to. to build relationships. Yes. I'll give you that. Okay. Number five. <laughs> uh, building businesses that honor God through wise stewardship and integrity. And I say businesses because we do have fierce marriage, but we also, since we publish our own books, that's that's adding the plural to the business t- side of things. But our, our hope there is not just to get more wealth right. the hope is to steward it well right. unto the glory of god and do so with integrity um if you've ever been a customer of ours you need to know this if you bought a book from us you bought rings from us you have anything our policy is simply this always default to generosity meaning mm-hmm. that if you have an issue with your order we want to make it right as soon as possible as yeah. generously as we possibly can now we can't give away the farm but that's one of the governing principles on our team is right. always be as generous as you possibly can um, and that's driven by this idea that we want to steward with integrity yeah yeah um, so I, I think just some so go buy our books some broad <laughs> okay. some broad strokes here uh, the first one like so just being in the word of god knowing god's word that's really going to set the stage for more decisions uh, uh making more wise decisions and then discipling your children in, in knowing god's word and, and educating them uh in that so mm. and then what is your industry what is your economy of your home what do you do like if the if the mom stays home and the dad works, how are you um, building? I don't want to say resources, but how are you building 
a place that can edify the church? Like, are you being hospitable? Are you opening your doors uh, to people from your community, your church community? Um, just, I, want, I guess things to get people to yeah. think, not just what we do. Yes, I want to but step down off if we're on an ivory tower. <laughs> in a, I want to step down off whatever chop, that. Chop, chop. We're not trying to say, hey, look at our example, do do like we do. We're saying this. these are hopefully going to give you ideas right. to stare at each other in the face and ask hard questions. What is our mission? Yeah. How do we fulfill it? What is God calling us to? What does mm-hmm. his word say? You don't need to do what the Fredericks do like the Fredericks do. That's not the point of this. Well, not, um, I want to make that clear. Not everybody wants um, or is called to be a business like entrepreneur yeah. or anything like that. Like it's not be a faithful it's not, worker <laughs> and it's not you a will walk. be yeah, a craftsman. Be a craftsman, be yeah. a faithful worker, be a loving and leading uh, head of your household as a husband and and be a, a submissive, respectful and Oh, loving <laughs> wife. I'm glad you said those, but yeah, it's uh, good. It's good. But you understand the depth and perf- purpose and beauty and perfection in that if you, again, if you're in God's word and you know his word and you, you see that these are not just, it's not a power or struggle. This is not a power struggle or control for a role. It is <laughs> the purpose of mm. God being lived out daily. So moving on, uh, we you're will. Stunning. You're stunning when you talk about God's. Uh, We're never going to get through this if we don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. What is all this even based in? So our family verse, maybe it should have been, it used to be at the top and then I edited the document. How dare you move God's word down? Well, you know, it's a mistake. Okay. <laughs> I thought you would have started with this. Um, our family verse, it's, it's. All over in our household, I'll say. Um, but it was your verse when you were like a teenager. No, it's, 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 your... it's no, it's, it, it came out of this process. Okay. Um, Galatians two twenty was my was my Sorry. teenager verse. I've been crucified with Christ. I'm very hardcore. <laughs> no, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Yes. Um, this is Acts twenty twenty four, and it goes like this: I do not account my life of any value, nor is precious to myself. Pause. How countercultural is that yeah. for Paul to say that, and now for us to read those words and and to be able to echo right. as Christians. Yeah. yeah, it's not valuable unto myself. It's not precious to myself. But this, the verse continues, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received, pause again, my course, the ministry I received, it's not for you to finish someone else's course or the ministry they received when you're going to copy them and try to... We're not to, all called to be Paul. We're not all called yes. to be Ryan and Selena. You are called to be you. You are called to live out your purpose, your mission, uh, your life that Jesus has called in your ministry. We like to call that staying in your lane. Yes. And that's a beautiful thing. Like do the thing you're called to it's do, do it well, and just stay focused and, and plot away and yeah. do your best um, at that in the grace of God. The verse continues, the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus, and this is the crux of it all, literally the cross, <laughs> to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Um, and so whatever that course is, whatever that ministry is, like the yeah. underlying, the bedrock of that can and should be this overarching mission we read about last week, the Great Commission, yeah. to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, Amen. So that's the mission side of it. Yeah. This is the, uh, if you were to take this analogy, we used it last time, we'll continue with it, of a, a family is like a, you know, a toy boat, if you will, or some <laughs> sort of vessel floating down the river. This mission side helps us to now point this vessel in the right direction, say, mm-hmm. okay, we aren't just going to float passively. We're going to point intentionally yeah. toward whatever the mission God has given us within the grand mission of the Great Commission. Yeah. And now we're going to move forward, and the mission governs that. Let's do the core values first, and then we'll, we'll get down to brass tacks, because this does illustrate it. So what are core values? And I said this is the most challenging part. The reason I said that is because oftentimes core values, that we, as we write down in instances like these, 
they are little more than wishful thinking. Okay. We will write down a word and say, we want to be that word. Right. Faith or, you know, community, family. Like we want to be that word. Uh, or we, you know. So you're saying what I'm the arguing that is. core values yeah. is something far more uh, primal than that and more uh, and more ingrained than that. It's not something okay. that we read into our lives. It's something that we mine out of our lives okay. and understand what, how has God wired us? Okay. So one of them that we had for a while, and it's actually been bumped off the list because I try to keep it to five or less. <laughs> um, and I do recommend keeping it yeah. to fewer. But one of them that was on there uh, was um, freedom. Yeah. And for a long time, that was a core value that we had. Yeah. And what I meant by freedom is that we wanted the ability to move quickly and uh, with little inertia. Yeah. So that's why I, I was a web developer. Because right. this was before we had a family vision statement. Because <laughs> I had this something in my guts that said, I, I would love to be able to kind of, the world is your oyster. You can, and, <laughs> and if you can just, if I could just learn how to write code, took the time, the energy, and the years it took to learn that, then I could learn how to design. I could theoretically, and we did live it out. It wasn't, the, the results it wasn't were varying. wasn't what we thought. <laughs> uh, we were very much hand to mouth. Uh, but now I get to use those skills for our ministry, so God was sovereign in that. Yeah, always, always. But the point is, is that uh, that was a, an extremely important thing to us, and it was baked into our, our very kind of nature at that season of our lives. Yeah. Now, as we've grown, as we've had more children, and as we've changed, there's no more freedom, guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, we realized, like, yeah, that's just not as important. We really want to be hunkered down. We don't care about going on a sporadic trip or moving suddenly. Like, we've yeah. the other things have overridden that. Yeah. Um. And so, and, and what's overridden that is community. Yeah. And and yeah. family. Those are kind of in, inter, intertwined. Right. Let's just read through our core values here. Um. And as we're reading through them, uh, listener viewer. I encourage you to think through what are what are the intrinsic values that you hold as a family, yeah. and and maybe you have, share some with us. Maybe you have some that are your own. Uh, this is going to be the hardest thing that you do. It takes a lot of time. This this probably took me two months to come up right. with this. Now maybe I'm slow. I don't know. So the first one is stewardship. Um, second one is community. Third one is big faith. Fourth is family, and fifth is fruitfulness. So quickly, because uh, I think we are pushing it here, but. Stewardship. We own nothing. We are stewards of all God entrusted into our care. We live with open hands. Our life is a river, not a reservoir. Yeah, we don't, and that's the whole, we don't account our life as any value or right. precious to itself. In other words, right. we are just stewards of whatever God places in our hands, and right. we'll take it, steward it, and then when he takes it back, it's his. Uh, uh, community. This is so good. So uh, the sub... Text here is, uh, we are designed for community. Quality relationships matter. We invest real time into real relationships with real transparency. Right. Again, Christ-centered, real community, real relationships that matter. We did. I don't know that we understood what that meant for a long time in our lives. I think we did have some community, uh, but it was because the church said we had to have community, and so we had a community group. I'm saying before kids and stuff. I don't know. It just felt much more discombobulated as if it was like another part of our lives. It wasn't central to how we operate as in day-to-day. I mean, we had friends. So it felt disconnected, I guess. We spent real time and real relationships. The right. problem is, is we had no real transparency in those communities. There it is. And so God, well has, said. Brought, God <laughs> has brought us on this journey of understanding that you need all those things yes. for, to have authentic community. Amen. Uh, and so how this has born its weight in our lives uh we so we have two acres here 
uh, where we're at, a tiny little farm. Um, like half of it is forested, so it's it's little. Um, but we've always wanted to have land. Selena grew up doing horses. She wanted to do horses. Um, we don't have horses now because <laughs> that's not in our core value. <laughs> that's, that's actually part of our family. Not yet. Vision statement. <laughs> no. um, but we would have loved to move out into the boonies and get 20 acres like many of you do. I know many of our listeners and viewers. But we just we could not do it because we valued community too much. We knew that if we lived 45 minutes out of town, that it might be sustainable to do that for a season. But we are not wired to be driving an hour and a half on a weeknight. Yeah. To to go have church community. Yeah, and or it was to go see family. Yeah, it, it. I think that some people and and some seasons of life that it's 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 okay. But again, you have to filter through. Uh, what the what the Lord is calling you to and filter through, you know, what are these, why do you value that? Again, we, we encouraged in the last episode to question everything. Why do you value, you know, living that far out? Why do you value, and then the next question is, how would you value community in those in those instances? Okay. And that, that couple might be, that family might be called to uh, be pioneers in right. that place. Faith yep. pioneers. And, Absolutely. Uh, and that's, up, that's between you and the Lord. Number three, big faith. Uh, we fear God. He is God. We are not. So we obey God obediently and trust him. We obey God obediently. <laughs> uh, we are obedient. Yes, we obey God and trust him to be God. Even when he asks us to do difficult things, we expect much from our good God. That's how much we obey God is we obey him obediently. Obediently. <laughs> department of Redundancy Well, department. this is, what is this? The, <laughs> the doctrine of man and the doc, like and the doctrine of God, right? Like, so yeah. I am, this is, this is who I am. This is who I'm not. This is who he is. This is who, uh, he he we are not him so right <laughs> there's a lot so, that goes with that when you distill that down and we start with we fear god and what we mean by that is that we and the, the core value is big faith in other words like we are not uh we are we are striving now we do this varying degrees of success we're striving to do the work that he's put in our hands to do trusting him to in big ways taking big risks because we understand because we believe now we're not taking foolish risks, but we're we're striving to take faith filled. Yeah, risks. because we understand who he is, we yeah. fear him with a holy fear. We understand that he is the same God yeah. in the Old Testament as he is in the New Testament. I mean, that's, well, and fear to me, I mean, I said this lots reverence. of times. But fear is is the beginning of wisdom. Fearing the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's seeing right. God as God and you as not God. Seeing and that, yourself rightly. And yep. so, yeah, there's a there's a very real fear component that like he could at any moment pull the God card and <laughs> decimate everything. Right, but he's but also... he doesn't because he's good. Yes. And, and that's, again, knowing that he's our good God. Uh, the next one is family, um, very quickly. And this just fleshes itself out in that we make each other a priority yeah. by giving our very best time, energy, and resources to one another. Right. Um, and sometimes the best comes at the end of the day. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not, doesn't always come easy. Yeah. But um, one of my, in my personal um, resolutions, I, I, uh, I resolve daily to embrace our children intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, and in play mm-hmm. every day in some it's way. It's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those A's. <laughs> I am learning to just try to connect with each one of the children a little bit at a time them. on their own and to see them uh, for who they are, not just the responsibilities that they bring along with them. Uh, the last one is fruitfulness, and we'll get into the envision statements. Um, but fruitfulness means this is basically that life is short. Some of you know our story. Uh, I almost died early on in our marriage, our second year of marriage. Yeah. And so I have this kind of this. I feel like I'm on borrowed time all the all I the hate time. When you say that, I think I know she hates it, are... but I honestly don't fear death. But I'll just live as hard as I can, 
while I'm here. Uh, life is short. We want to work. We want to do work that creates eternal fruit. Um, this means that we gladly forego earthly fruit mm. when necessary. Um, if needed, we expect, um, and we expect fruitfulness to follow faithfulness either in this life or the next. So fruitfulness to follow faithfulness. So the impetus for us there is to be faithful in yeah. fruitful things. Yeah. So what are fruitful things? Well, raising our kids up in the way they should go and right. training them in the Lord well, and God gives us, sharing yeah. the gospel yeah. and reading the word. Like, And so it ends up being a filter for things like, um, I'll just say this, uh, to, just to be transparent. <laughs> I don't know how transparent I could be on this. Like financially speaking, like doing this sort of work isn't lucrative. I'll say that. I will say that God has provided more than we need. Yeah. But it's not like we're sitting on, you know, uh, some sort of retirement nest egg or whatever. <laughs> like we are very much trusting God daily yeah. with our work. Now you don't always see the, the nitty gritty of that, but I, we are very much trusting and he has shown up for us time and time again. And how many times have I been like stressed out? And then the next day I'm like, on cloud nine it's because i've somehow realized or seen god come through once again <laughs> once again and he then so i faithful. have to slap myself and say why, why did you doubt well, or so, why did you think you were your own provider your own sustainer yeah. right again resting in the faithfulness and fruitfulness that's foregoing uh-huh. like i'm not going to go get a high paying job just because it pays well now if god right. calls you to that and that's what you do so be it right. but there's a willingness to forego the fruit the earthly fruitfulness for eternal fruitfulness. So these next pieces look really long to me. Yeah, I know so that you're losing. You're I'm losing my wife here. So vision statements. What's a distinctive? What is an envision statement? What uh, can you just define what that is? Because we go from this mission of this overall umbrella scripture that kind of says these. This is what we're about. This is the scripture that we are trying to like live into fully. Uh, these are our core values because of this vision uh now this these envision statements you've i've always been a little like feels like a lot of just sentences about things we like to do but <laughs> to me this is the part where it really uh it be, gets real before it is realized okay that's that's the purpose of the envision statements is you envision a real scenario and that's that's how you like i would say maybe if i'm using a corny way to put it like putting on your faith goggles and saying <laughs> like this is what i hope right this will bring to, to bear. Uh, now, we've broken it down in these different categories. We're not going to yeah. do that here today, but you could do these for various categories. So, like, I'm going to share our vision for family, but I also have a vision for career, I mean, the work that we do. And there's also a vision for our home. There's a vision for our giving, like why and how we give. Um, not just financially, but of our... Of our time and the types of... So, like, what is an organization willing to support financially? Well, they got to be gospel-centered. They need to be faithful. Sure. They need to be fruitful. Uh, those sorts of things. We want to be on certain frontline issues. Anyway, that's a vision for giving. And then we also have a vision for the home. When we were looking to move, we didn't know what we were. You're just like, you're on Redfin or whatever, Zillow, whatever your <laughs> crack cocaine is. <laughs> and you're looking around, you're just like, ooh, ooh, pretty house. Ooh. Yeah, we could live here. I see this. But if you if you don't have that vision for what we're actually trying to build in the home, then you can forget and you just, you just you know, kind of fall for whatever looks most attractive right, right then. Okay, so really quickly, because I'm losing my wife here, <laughs> vision for family. <laughs> I will follow you faithfully. It might just be slower you will, you will sometimes. Rush me. You will rush me. <laughs> well, it's okay. This is we. You've been thirty-five weeks, people. Thirty-five weeks. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, right you're now. sitting very uh, comfortably <laughs> in that chair. Okay, so again, we're putting on our faith glasses and we're looking. What will this hopefully look like in X number of years? And so here we go. Our envision statements are meant to inspire and realign if ever we forget what it is we're fighting for. Yeah. 
Okay, so we envision a family that serves God wholeheartedly and measures our own worth by who he is and what he's done. So uh, that's kind of more nebulous. It's not as specific, but the point is is that we measure our worth by who he is and what he's done, not by who we are or what we've done. Sure. He defines us. The next one is we envision a happy, healthy, humble household that cares deeply for each other and those who enter our home. Now, we're not striving and forcing our children to be happy and healthy all the time, right? This On is genuine not, happiness. Yes, we, yeah. we're we trying to cultivate them, cultivate in them the joy of the Lord when things are not going well, when they're not feeling great about life or whatever is getting them down, they can still see the goodness of God in those situations yeah. and respond uh, appropriately. And again, it's training, it's discipleship, it's our own training and discipleship. I think I might revise it to not say happy, but You're ins- instead use the word joyful or even content. Yeah. I think that would be really good. Yeah. Uh, happy feels See, a little guys, too relative. See, real life right here. You can revise it whenever you want. It's yours. They're your <laughs> oats, yours. right? <laughs> so what you want. Um, <laughs> uh, so we envision an active family who goes on adventures together regularly and has, by God's grace, the means to do so. In other words, we want to live beneath our means in such a way that if we you know, want to take a trip. We live close to the, the West Coast, and so one of our favorite things to do is to go and like find an Airbnb or a cheap hotel. And it, maybe not cheap. Maybe we're getting a little too old for the for the Motel Sixes. <laughs> too uh, many certainly kids they're for attractive the from a financial sixes. standpoint. <laughs> but to to say on the on the drop of a, at the drop of a hat, like let's go take a Friday off and yeah. go Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, come back. Let's gather with our church on a Sunday. Yeah. But let's go do that, and let's let's not just sit around all the time. Now, yeah. we, but. With a baby on the way, we don't do that as much right now because there's seasons and times. There are Again, seasons. this is something yeah. we value. I mean, y- you maybe, may not value maybe that. you're active yeah. really during the week, and weekends are very much a part of your rest, and that's your rhythms. And you know, yep. do that. So we envision a missional family who gives to others from the overflow in our hearts and lives through hospitality, missions, and finances. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm going to skip a few and just and you don't need Go to hear all it. these. This one. Uh, I, I like, so I'm going to share it. It's, uh, we envision a cultured family where each of our children understands that the world is a big place in need of a big God and transformation through his gospel. And so uh, that's one of the reasons we classically educate, because it helps us. Am I right in that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of everything we do that... <laughs> So, like, we study geography and we study the world, and we also—I've mentioned this a few times—but we we watch uh, the, it's this Christian news in ten minutes. It's called uh, World Watch. We watch it every day, uh, mm. well, Monday through Friday, and they touch on every major issue in the world. They will warn you, you know, hey, story two is going to be—it might be a little more harsh for young ears, so just beware. Um, so they, they don't shy away from abortion, they don't shy away from politics, anything. And they take you around the world, and I'm constantly being asked by our children, our middle one is like, is this happening right now, or did this happen in the past? Because they will do historical timelines and, and pictures and help you understand the the history behind maybe something they found. But the other thing is that they, they, they show you videos from again, different parts of the world where there is a hostile environment where women Mm -hmm. cannot be seen without headdress and they can only see their eyes. And my girls are asking, why do they have to dress like that? Why is this happening like this? Do they believe in God? Why don't they believe in God? What is, you know, they have all the questions around this. And so bringing that context as much as we can right now um, to them, you know, as they get older, yes, we want to be able to take them so they can experience some of these things in real life and in real time. And so here's the perfect example, because right now there's not really a good way for us to, to do that. Yeah. Um, 
because of their age, but also it's it's very expensive. Right. Traveling's not easy with all the. I mean, COVID has lifted mostly, right? But COVID shut all that down for two years, right? Um, and so, what? Where does this leave us? We still envision that, yeah. And so now I'm thinking as the father, as the primary breadwinner, as the you know co-strategist of this household, yeah. how can we begin? We talked about. Uh, getting to know a missionary family and going mm-hmm. to support that family regularly so that our kids can have a uh, regular immersion in, in the um, the mission that is not American. Right. Well, and I do, I will argue though, I think locally there, there are a lot of, um, I think places of culture that kids can be exposed to and, yeah. and see, you know, and understand and, you know, whether it's, again, it's not stepping into someone's life, but maybe it is, you know, going to a dance class. We looked at hula dancing as, as maybe silly as that sounds, but I'm half Hawaiian. And I was like, well, this is part of their culture and maybe they could learn something about this. And, you know, that's, I can't have my daughters moving their hips like that. <laughs> it's I not can't. all that. But, you know, things, the arms too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, yes, I mean, supporting a, a family uh, uh, that's a missionary family. Um, we also know quite a few Slavic families as well. And so yeah. understanding, you know, what are some distinctives of their culture and what do they value and, and having conversations and eating dinner with them. And we're just, there is so much here and at our fingertips for the season that we're in. So hopefully we're making that effort to yeah. uh, live out that vision statement. So there you have it. Family vision statement, mission, uh, core values, and then the envision statements and whatever else you decide to pepper in there, whatever you decide to do to, to, uh, to modify that. The whole point of this episode was to show you just one way of doing it, the way we've done it, the way we found that really works for us, to give you a tool, which I'll give you that URL in a minute. Um, but we pray that you take this and you run with it. If you yeah. do have a, a, a mission statement, it's up here, it's in your head. Yeah. You probably do. Let's get that written down. Let's get that articulated. Pray over that. Talk about it with your spouse. Bring your kids in to the yeah. mission so that they can participate and they can understand, like, this is why we're doing this. It's not just because mommy and daddy like to do this. It's because it's what we are about. It's it what really, we're busy yes, about as a really family. It really brings borders and it brings life yeah. and it brings boundaries so that yeah. so that the things of God can really thrive in your marriage, in your family, um, and ideally throughout your community as well. That's so. good. So if you want to find that, we have a book, an ebook. It's called How, uh, I think it's Crafting Your, your Own Family Vision Statement is what it's called. It's available to you. you go to, now if you're on the Fierce Marriage side, you're going to try a new website. It's fierceparenting.com slash vision. <laughs> I created a quick URL that'll take you right to, it's a download form. It's the only way we have right now set up to get it. Uh, fierceparenting.com slash vision. Um, we actually spent a lot of time on this. It's yeah. completely free. We hope that it blesses you. We hope you take us up on the offer. Um, let's pray. Father God, thank you for this, um, the gift it is to have a mission, that we don't have a God who is is silent, who is absent, mm-hmm. who is not working, but you've you are working and you've called us into that work with you. Not only that, but Christ, you have—you are the general of our army. You are leading the charge. You are our war captain, and you are calling us off the bench into uh, this great commission of loving others, of preaching the gospel, of being your hands and feet here on this planet. I pray for these families, these couples, uh, these husbands, these wives. I pray that you would uh, refresh in them a sense of what you're calling them to do in light of the great commission. They're their unique local expression, whatever that looks like, I pray that they would have a very clear idea of what that is. Lead them as they write this down, as they walk through this process uh, for them and for their family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it, but we are talking about all this. We have all this context because Christ is good, because God has saved us. And you don't know what that means. Um, It's basically this, that we're sinners, that we stand before a God who is real, who is perfect. He is 
what the word we use is he's holy mm-hmm. and he is he we are not perfect and we have offended him we have sinned against him he has given us a way to live and we have not lived that way mm-hmm. and without his help we would be damned but with christ he sent his own son this is a gospel in a nutshell uh, into earth that's what christmas is all about uh, and he 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 came into earth as flesh he lived a perfect life and he died that's what easter is all about mm-hmm. he died so that sinners can be saved by his perfect life by his uh by his death and brought into his perfect life through his resurrection so we want to call you into that if you're not a christian we want to invite you to follow christ uh if you want to take a step down that path go to thenewsisgood.com we would love love to meet you someday if not here, then in glory as a brother or sister in Christ. With that said, this episode of Fierce Marriage slash Fierce, Fierce Parenting mm-hmm. mashup, first episode of the year, is... <laughs> in the can. We'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.